Matt Dolan, and it is time once again for your Chicago Bears versus the New England Patriots Monday Night Football Game Preview. Hey, this week's Monday Night Football contest features the two and four Chicago Bears. Yes, they're back on primetime for whatever reason. Fresh off of a Thursday Night Football loss to the Washington Commanders, heading into Foxborough to take on the 3-3 three three New England Patriots, who are coming off a convincing 38-15 route of the Cleveland Browns last week. New England is opening up as eight-point favorites this week, which should tell you all you need to know about this Chicago Bears team. Now, we're going to tell you a little bit more about this Bears team and the Patriots as we dive into the tail of the tape, starting with the Chicago Bears signal caller, Justin Fields. Now, whether it's by design or out of necessity, Justin Fields used his legs last week rushing for a season-best 88 yards on 12 carries there. Unfortunately, he completed just 52% of his passes for 190 yards in a great matchup. That said, if Mooney doesn't juggle that ball on that pass there on the final play of the game and he comes down in the end zone, we're probably looking at Fields' fantasy outlook a little bit different here throughout the rest of the 2022 season there. Now, as a Mooney manager, I love the call, but watching the replay and seeing Montgomery wide open on that backside, that must have left armchair GMs beside themselves. Now, I mentioned on my Sunday night football preview there between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Miami Dolphins that Pittsburgh may have the worst offensive line in football. Well, that may not have been 100% true because this Chicago Bears unit will give you your money's worth in that category. They've allowed 23 sacks so far this season. They're giving a 40.6% pressure rate there in just six games. And now they get the Patriots and Matthew Judon there who has six sacks in six games. I mean, it's not a good recipe there for success if you are the Chicago Bears. Now, fans are going to want Fields to throw the ball, but I'm not exactly certain that that is a good idea considering everything that we've seen so far. Now, some encouraging signs over the last two games is that Fields is 24th in PFF passer grade there, 21st in adjusted completion rate, and 10th on those big-time throws there with a minimum of 50 dropbacks. Now, some not-so-encouraging news. Not only does he get the Patriots this week, he gets the Dallas Cowboys next week. Now, for the New England Patriots, their quarterback controversy going on there, uh, what it may be, it may not be. Now, we know Mac Jones, he got himself a practice here on Friday. So who knows if he's going to be available. So make sure you're monitoring those injury reports. Now, if you know, you know, and Bailey Zappi is coming off a 309-yard passing performance against the Browns last week, in which he averaged over nine yards per attempt for the second week in a row, and he completed over 70% of those passes. Many are going to want to put Zappi's numbers against Mac Jones and what he had done prior to injuring that ankle. And you know what? We're going to do it too. Now, Zappi thus far, he's 51 of 70 with a 72.9 completion rate for 596 yards and four touchdowns to just a single interception. While Jones' this season is 64 of 97 for 786 yards, completing 66% of his passes. Now, while Jones has averaged more yards per game, he's also thrown five interceptions to just two touchdowns. Chicago has allowed 14.27 fantasy points per game this season to quarterbacks, which actually ranks as the 10th fewest thanks to holding opponents to about a 79.9 pass rate and having more interceptions this season than touchdowns allowed, led by Eddie Jackson, who has three picks himself. Now, the running back position, we've got for the Chicago Bears here, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. 
Now, word out of Chicago this week is that they are going to go with the hot hand when it comes to touches out of his backfield. David Montgomery, last week, he averaged four and a half yards per carry against the Commanders on 15 attempts. Now, I will believe this hot hand approach when I see it. Now, Montgomery, he continues to serve as the team's bell cow back. He's played 72% and 78% of the team snaps since returning from that injury back in week number five. Montgomery's numbers, they're not bad until you finally pull up Khalil Herbert's numbers right next to him, which, hey, that's what we're going to do. Herbert is averaging 6.4 yards per carry this season, and he leads all running backs in yards after contact per attempt at 4.32, and he has the second highest missed tackles force per carry rate. Last week against the Washington Commanders, Herbert had 75 yards on just seven attempts. Yeah, that's, that's pretty efficient if you ask me. However, this week, Montgomery and Herbert face the third stingiest defense in fantasy against running backs. The Patriots are only allowing 17.12 fantasy points per contest this season, and they have yet to give up a rushing touchdown to a running back. Now, speaking of running backs, let's turn our attention to the New England Patriots sideline here. And Ramondre Stevenson, it sounds like Damian Harris, he has returned to practice. What effect is this going to have on Stevenson? I don't know. I'm not even sure Harris is going to be effective in his comeback or how many snaps that's going to look like. Last week, Stevenson, he scored twice, and he averaged four yards per carry on his way to 76 yards on the ground while adding 15 more yards in the passing game on four receptions. Stevenson has the eighth best yards after contact rate there at 3.55 and fifth best in missed tackles force on a per carry basis so far this season. Unlike the Bears' pass defense, this run defense has been suspect, allowing a league-high 736 yards on the ground and allowing five touchdowns and another 176 yards, two backs receiving out of the backfield. Add that all up, and it works out to the eighth most fantasy points on a per-game basis so far this season. Now, wide receivers, Chicago Bears, there's not a whole lot to talk about outside of maybe Darnell Mooney here. What could have been had he come down with that ball on that last pass, the last play of the game in the end zone? Mooney finished last week with 12 targets, 7 receptions, and 68 yards, but that juggle cost him his shot at his first touchdown on the season. The last few weeks, Mooney and Fields, they have seemed to be starting getting back onto whatever it was that was working for them last season. Mooney is getting about 7.3 targets per game, and he has about 32.4% target share so far, while accounting for over 50% of the Bears' air yards. Mooney will continue to see a majority of his snaps coming out of the slot this week, which will earn him a matchup against Miles Bryant, who is allowing a 117 pass rating and a 72% catch rate so far. New England has done a good job at pressuring quarterbacks all season long, one of the many reasons why they have allowed the 13th fewest fantasy points per game to receivers this season. A Mooney touchdown this week, or any Bears receiver touchdown this week, is going to be tough to come by as the Patriots have only allowed four all season. Now, I guess we could mention Dante Pettis here and some of these other Bears receivers. Pettis, he is sitting second amongst Bears receivers in targets with 13. Yes, you heard that, second in targets with 13th amongst the wide receiver position for Chicago. That said, he's only caught five of those, but then again, two of those have resulted in touchdowns. I'd like to say that Vilas Jones or Equinomia St. Brown could factor in this week, but I'm going to play the odds here and say that's probably not going to happen. Now, receivers who could make an impact here, another one for the New England Patriots. How about Jacoby Myers? You know I am a huge Jacoby Myers stan here. 
He missed last week, but he still leads the Patriots in receptions with 24, targets with 31, and yards with 321. He has also averaged 13.4 yards per reception. Sadly, his one touchdown, it is actually tied to the team high for the Patriots amongst receivers. You know what? I like numbers, especially when they support my arguments. And I like to cherry pick a few here, if I may. Myers ranked 17th in target share this season at 26.7%, 8th in targets per route run at 31.6%. And is wide receiver 13 in fantasy points per game with 15.7. Can we please get this man some red zone targets? I mean, I don't think he has a single red zone target so far this season. You add those up, those fantasy points, they're going to continue to flow in. Now, as bad as this Bears team has been, they are allowing the fourth fewest fantasy points per game this season to receivers at 27.02. And Jalen Johnson, he's one of the main reasons why that, because he's one of the best cover men in today's game. The good news for Myers is he happens to be the Patriots slot receiver, much like Darnell Mooney for the Bears, meaning he's not likely going to see Johnson. He's not going to see Beldor. Instead, he's going to get himself a little bit of Kyler Gordon in coverage, who has been bad this season, allowing a 126 passer rating. Tyquan Thornton now. Hey, the rookie is starting to pick up some steam here. Thornton may have pushed himself up that Patriots depth chart there ahead of Kendrick Bourne and ahead of Nelson Aguilar, who Bourne was solid last week. And Nelson Aguilar, well, he's still Nelson Aguilar. Now, Thornton, he has ran a route on 72% of the Patriots' pass plays, trailing just Jacoby Myers at 81% and Parker at 94%, which would appear to be a solid indication as to where the Patriots see him moving forward. Last week, Thornton had caught four of his five targets there. One of them happened to be for a touchdown. He added 37 yards in that game while adding a second touchdown on one of his three carries against the Browns. Everyone is looking for the next Debo. Maybe the Patriots think that Tyquan Thornton is going to be their next Debo. Now, for the other pass catchers here for the New England Patriots, Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, and Kendrick Moore, we mentioned all three of these receivers. Now, Kendall Veldor has allowed just 54.5% of the targets that have come his way to be completed this season. So whether it's Parker, Thornton, or even Aguilar, that is opposite of Veldor and Johnson, for that matter, they are going to have to battle for everything this week. Now, Cole Komet at the tight end position for Chicago Bears. I really want this to be a thing. I really hope that I am proved wrong here this week, but I have finally given in to the societal norms and have benched Cole Komet in fantasy. It wasn't an easy decision to make. Even though the Patriots are allowing the 11th most fantasy points per game to tight ends, the Patriots' DVOA and catch rate allowed against tight ends happens to be the fifth best mark in both those metrics in the NFL. And Komet's only had two games this season with 40 or more receiving yards on the season. And you know what? 15 targets in six games, it just doesn't do it for me anymore. I'm sorry, I'm moving on. Because maybe there's a Hunter Henry comeback coming on after three consecutive weeks of more than 80% snapshot and back-to-back -back weeks of four or more receptions to go along with 50-plus receiving yards. He also happens to have gotten that first touchdown out of the way this season against the Browns something he did nine times last season. Now, we were expecting some kind of touchdown regression to come along with Hunter Henry, but we were also hoping for a lot more than one tutty in six games. Where do the Bears rank when it comes to tight ends in fantasy football? Currently, they are allowing the fourth fewest fantasy points per game this season, allowing just 7.07 fantasy points per contest and have allowed just one touchdown and 174 yards in those six games. Now, we are we may have played six games, but we are now on our seventh game in those fantasy leagues right now. And if you want to continue that push on, to make that push for the playoffs, you need to head to fantasypoints.com today. You know what? Save a few bucks by using promo code 22VIPERS10. That is a one-stop shop for all your fantasy football needs. Start sits, waivers, DFS, trade advice, whatever you could possibly want. They got it over at fantasypoints.com. And we will see you next week.